0: When people knock on our door, um, we always say the same thing. We just say, who could that be? Um, Because if one of my friends were coming over, I know it's not one of my friends because they would call me and say, can I come over? Or, hey, I'm around the corner, can I stop by? But when someone just randomly starts knocking on the door, now I'm very interested and uh, we begin to peek around the corner. Does anybody do that? Because you may or may not go open that door. If there's two men there and they're both wearing white button down shirts with short sleeves and a tie, probably not going to answer the door. Probably going to hide in the bathroom. Are you with me? You can get caught up in a really long conversation. Um, You know, there could be certain neighbors that when they knock on the door, it's like, shh, quiet, quiet, quiet. But daddy, our car is in the driveway. Shh. anyway. Somebody's at the door. I was praying this afternoon. I was thinking about this topic. But the Bible says that he stands at the door and he knocks. And I want to talk about that tonight. I want to just kind of uh, pick apart how the Lord communicates. I want to talk about how he communicates with us. uh, Because so often um, we want to hear God. And we want fire in the sky. Have you ever said that? God, would you just put fire in the sky? If you just tell me what to do, I'll do it. Anyone ever said, I'll do it. Just make a bush burn. I'll light the bush on fire. You just come out of it. (laughs) Um, But I want to talk about because there are, are ways that he communicates with us that surpass our physical vision. Um and, and many of you kind of uh, have learned how to do this in other arenas. Um I'll give you an example. I was talking with somebody out in the lobby after the service last Sunday, and she was telling me how her daughter uh rides horses. She takes lessons and she rides horses uh as a sport and she rides English. Um and uh anytime the horse is not doing what she wants it to do and uh, it feels a little bit um, chaotic as she's sitting in the saddle, the teacher always yells at her and says, eyes up, eyes up. And so the horse is acting crazy and the first thing you want to do when the horse is acting crazy is to look at this crazy thing. So if you're riding... And then he starts acting crazy. You look at it. And the teacher says, eyes up, eyes up. Because when your eyes go up, the horse can feel your body telling it what to do. The horse can feel it. He can feel the tension in your legs. And so when you look down at the horse, you're squeezing it. But when you look at where you're needing to go, your body, whether you realize it or not, is pushing it in that direction. Now, let me see if I can find another parallel. How many of you have ever snow skied before? Raise your hand. How many of you have ever been to a ski school before you actually snow skied for an hour? Um, When you go down... A bunny hill that's the little hills that Frankie rides the teacher teaches you that anytime you want to go to the left the first thing you do is look to the left before you start turning you look at where you want to go if you want to go to the right you look to the right you just look and then the way you turn, not that don't, don't let me give you the impression that I'm a good skier because this is, I know it in my head, but coming out, totally different ball game. So when you go on and go to the right, the teacher says, just press your big toe down in the boot, just your big toe. So if I look to the right, my left foot, I just press my big toe down and sure enough, I go to the right. If I want to go to the left, I look to the left and I press my big toe down and I start going to the left. What happens to the opposite leg is it relieves. It relieves the tension. And so you're pushing yourself in that direction. So what ends up happening is when you are looking in the right direction, your body can sense the direction that you're telling it to, to go in. Does that make sense? In the same exact way, when you are dialed in to how God communicates, you can feel him pushing you in the right directions without having to actually see him. Are you with me? All right, so let's dive right into this. Um, The Lord is, is speaking through John and he's talking about a particular church. And this particular church is a church called Laodicea. Am I pronouncing that right? Laodicean? Um, This church needs uh, uh, to have a, uh, a clean out of a mindset because they think that they're doing good and they're not doing good at all. Uh, The Bible says this in verse 15 of chapter 3. It says, I know your works. You are neither cold nor hot. In other words, you don't ignore me, but you're not on fire for me either. I wish you were cold or hot. So then, because you are lukewarm, you're right in the middle, neither cold nor hot, I will vomit you out of my mouth. Because you say, I am rich... I have become wealthy and have need of nothing. And do not know that you are wretched, miserable, poor, blind, and naked. I used to have a friend of mine who was very wealthy. And uh, he would tell me, he would say, clearly the blessing of the Lord is on my life. This is so fascinating. Clearly the blessing of the Lord is on my life because look at my business he was basically saying, look how much money I have. But how much money a person has does not reflect the blessing of God every time. Does that make sense? So uh, clearly here he's he's saying, look, you think that you're rich and you're wealthy and that's all fantastic. You don't even know you stink. And so now he's going to communicate with these people. He's going to communicate. And so this is, this is how he communicates in, in verse number 20. It says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in to him and dine with him, and he with me. So let's just start picking this verse apart because, in one verse, the Lord is telling us how he communicates how he communicates. So first of all, let's recognize who is knocking at the door. If you are taking notes, write this down. Everything is knocking at the door. Everything is knocking at the door. Uh, While I was praying this afternoon, I was telling the Lord, I said, God, if I have you, I've got everything. Everything. When we begin to see God as he is, my answers are inside of him. Brother Duane, why don't you come in here real quick? Let me see if I can, I can illustrate this. Let's say Brother Duane is a friend of mine, hypothetically. <laughs> Let's say Brother Duane is my friend and, and I need money. I need some money. I know for sure he's got hundreds of thousands of dollars in his pocket. So when I'm looking at Dwayne, not only am I seeing Dwayne, I'm also seeing the fact that he's got money. So now Dwayne is two things to me he's Dwayne, and he's the guy who has my money. if he has my car keys, now he's three things to me. He's Dwayne, he's the guy who has the money, and he's the guy who has my keys. You really do have my keys, don't you? You see what I'm saying? This is now, if he has anything else of mine, or if he's promised to give me something, He's promising to give me something. So now, not only is he Dwayne, not only does he have money to give me, not only does he have cash to give me, but now let's see if we can look at this in a uh, a, a, a whole nother perspective. Thank you for uh, coming up here. When we look at God, he is our source for everything. Do you see what I'm saying here? He's, if we have him working for us, there's nothing that we... There's no one else we need. Um, I I remember when I was um, 21, I got on my hands and knees in in my bedroom up in Rockford, Illinois, and I said, God, I want to get married. Now, I've got this thing between me and God that I don't pray for anything unless I have, I, I don't ask for anything unless I am sure that I want it. In other words, I don't just randomly ask for random things. I ask for a lot of things, but I don't, it's not a random thing. I really think to myself, do I really want this? Because I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna ask for it if I don't want it. And there's, when, I'm, when I was 20, I didn't wanna get married. I was kind of having a good time, you know? I was <laughs> like, I'm not gonna chase that rabbit, but, um, at, at, I I was ready to get married, I asked the Lord, I want to get married, and sure enough, my mother-in-law meets a girl in Vancouver and comes back and says, hey, I think I met the girl you're supposed to marry. Long story short, we end up getting married. I want to say, from a relationship standpoint, your answer is in Jesus. If your marriage is going down the toilet, your answer is in Jesus. If you need a job, your answer is in Jesus. Do you know when Jesus grew up, the Bible said that he grew Jesus, grew in favor in the eyes of man. So as he grew up, people looked at him and saw him favorably and the favor grew. In other words, the last time they saw him, they like him more this time more than the last time he grew in favor in the eyes of man in the eyes of god so everything that you need god has if you're feeling guilty you come to god and say i feel guilty i need your help now i don't want to posture god as he's some kind of slot machine and anything you need just go to god and get it and pull the you know he's not a slot machine but what i'm trying to say is anything it's all in him. Your salvation is in him. Your peace of mind is in him. I remember having a friend of mine that laughed a lot and laughed hard and I was jealous about it. I'm like, man, I don't laugh like that. This, this, I, I went through a season of my life where this was my laughing. Oh, that's funny. Do you know anyone who laughs like that? It's not even a laugh. It's, oh, that's funny. Well, if it's funny, laugh. I went through a season where I just couldn't laugh. And there's no I want to laugh. My God, I want to laugh. Then I went through another season where I couldn't cry about anything. Anything. Even the puppies on TV that don't have homes. I'm like tripod dogs. Like You know what I mean? Cats with one ear. <laughs> so? That's not, that's, that's, that's not right. You know? It's like we need to care. We got these people fighting for Shamu to get out of the tank and go be able to be free in the ocean. You hear about those people? Hey, I want to care about things. <laughs> But it's scary. You know, laughing, no crying, no anything. You come to God and say, dear God, help me. Where's my joy? Where's my hope? The Bible says that he will give you a hope and a future. In other words, hope is an expectancy for your future. You're excited about your future. Uh Uh-oh. I just walked into somebody's living room, didn't I? I'll just camp here just for a quick second. If your life is just going through the motions and you're borderline discouraged because you don't see your life getting any better than it is right now, you don't have hope. There's not this expectancy of something is around the corner. I know when I have hope alive in me, because I'm feeling like, oh, I'm on the tipping point. I'm on the tipping point. I'm on the tipping point. But when I don't have hope, it's like, so am I gonna live another 45 years and then I get to go to heaven? Gosh, that's gonna be a long time. Have you ever been there before? All right, me and my brother, we've been there before. (laughs) We've been there before. But that's when you know you don't have hope. He's saying, I'll give you a future and hope. This is so the man at the door in this story. he's got everything he's got he has your hope everything every time is there any worry warts in here you get worried worried any of you oh you don't want to admit that's okay that's okay i'll put two hands up it we come to god he i'm worrying like crazy he is the source for everything everything have you ever seen an ugly person married to a gorgeous person That's God. (laughs) Doyle raised his hand. (laughs) He's sitting next to his beautiful wife and he's got his hand up. (laughs) That's God. Is that God, Doyle? I mean. That's God. We know Doyle prays a lot, cause there's no way. He's <laughs> the source for everything. Can I just say that like a hundred times? Everything, 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 every, everything everything that's why the Bible says don't worry about anything except for prayer and supplication you know what supplication means that means prayer requests that means pray and ask for things but by golly don't worry so if you're a worrier if you're sick you need a job everything this is God everything you know the Bible says In him, we live and breathe. In him. Wrap your head around that one. Fish are in the ocean. The Bible says that we are in him. Are you getting that? It's like a mind warp. We are walking in God maybe that's just crazy to me so number two is he knocks so we know who's outside the door everything God is everything number two is he knocks I was thinking about this I asked the Lord I asked the Lord help me help me see what you were trying to say with this scripture and I started thinking about there is a communication in a knock isn't there Like, tell me what my emotion is if I come to your house and I knock like this. See? Let's say I come to your house and I knock like this. I'm a little chippy happy. What you so happy about? You see what I'm saying? There's a communication in a knock. So if I come to your house and I knock on the door, are you enjoying this, anyone? If I come to your house and I knock on the door, there's like a yin and yang. I wanna knock hard enough to where you can hear me if you're in the back of the house, but I don't wanna knock so loud that you think I'm mad. And then if you don't come, Oh, shoot, now what do I do? Do I ring the bell? Nobody likes the bell. Maybe they're sleeping. I don't want to wake them up. Do I knock again? Do I knock a little bit harder? Do you see uh, a person who cares, but this is Jesus Christ. He cares about you. There's this, I want to knock, but I don't want to irritate you. But I, I want you to want to open the door. There's the communication and the knocking. Now watch this. Anytime the Lord knocks on your heart, this is how you know the Lord is knocking on your heart. This is when we're going to make the spiritual practical. It's two things. Number one is that there is, uh, and I, I, want to word it, I want to word it this way, there is a, a recollection of warmth. There's two things, and this is the first one, a recollection of of warmth. Now, let me give you an example. Um, If you're in a season of your life where you can remember in the past your relationship with God was better then than it is now, okay? Are you with me? You're looking back. maybe you were 15 and you were just a this passionate worshiper maybe it was last year and you couldn't wait to come to church there's a recollection of warmth this is when you know the Lord is knocking on your heart when when you are remembering you're recalling a sweet time you know the Lord is knocking on your heart that's not you remembering that moment it's, it's him knocking on your heart. So the next time you feel your mind go backwards to another season when it felt really sweet to be close with the Lord, he's knocking on your heart. Number two, or B underneath that heading, is when your imagination goes forward. So when he starts knocking on your heart. Some of you, let me explain this. When he knocks on your heart, you know it's him knocking on your heart when you start imagining what a relationship with him could be like. This is what it would sound like. I wonder what it would be like to be so close to the Lord that I can hear him Unmistakably. Oh, that would be so nice. That would be so nice. Or here's this one. Here's here's another one. I wish I was the person that had great faith. Oh, it would be so nice if I were that person. Do you see your imagination? I wish I was that person that just. I wish I was that person that had like a hundred scriptures memorized. I wish I was that person that could just pray for an hour. That's the Lord knocking at your heart. So he does it two ways. Number one is he reminds you of a sweet season. Number two, he allows your imagination to see a sweet season. And this is his way. When you are imagining or you're remembering, it's really of a reflection of what he wants. He is showing you what he wants so when he's knocking on your on the door he is showing you in your mind what he is desiring that's him knocking now i've never noticed this in this senate in this verse before until just today i've i've heard raise your hand if you've heard of this verse before go ahead raise your hand it's a very well-known verse the lord stands at the door and knocks but let me read it again Let me show you where I went. Whoa, I didn't see that. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will... Whoa, let's rewind. Door the opens and voice my hears anyone if... Yeah, right in there. Now, press play. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in to him. Stop, rewind. Him to in come will I door the open and voice my hears anyone if, yeah, right here, stop, press play. If anyone hears my voice, pause. Did you get that? So not only is he knocking, but he's yelling. And it's not a parallel because it says, if you hear my voice and open the door, so he's staying on the same train of thought. Here I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in and dine with you. So not only is he knocking, but he's yelling. Can I come in? Well, how do you know he's yelling? Well, he's got to get his voice through that door. You're in there somewhere. Now how, what, what does it feel like when the Lord yells? So I told you what it feels like when he knocks. But when he yells, man, I'm telling you, When God was unpacking this today, I was getting so excited. I told Isaiah before the service, I said, I don't know if this message is going to be good for anyone else, but I sure do like it. (laughs) Well, when he yells, and when somebody yells, let me show you what happens when somebody yells. See? You jump. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? when your life when there's that moment in your life many times it's the Lord yelling that car accident you're in the hospital lost the job didn't even see it coming and all of a sudden you you get laid off you feel a, a lump? Many times, not all the time, and this is where your relationship kicks in, but many times it's the Lord saying, hey, it's, it's the rooster crowing. Peter, you've gone, th- that's three times tonight. It's a yell. Sometimes he yells. Sometimes he yells at me. I don't hear, I'm not hearing, I'm, I got it. Life is good. And then all of a sudden, cell phone rings and, and that was bad, bad news. And what do we do when bad news comes? What do we do when our whole world shatters? Oh dear God, oh dear God, because sometimes We don't answer this one. Sometimes it's got to be something that makes us jump. But remember that what's making you jump, it's not meant to hurt you, it's meant to call you. See now that's Twitter worthy. the Bible says that he called the children into the wilderness so that they may worship him he did not pull the children of Israel out of slavery to take them to the promised land the Bible says that he brought them to the wilderness so that they may worship him now he's gonna take them to the promised land that's the final destination but He brought him to the wilderness to be worshipped. Sometimes we go into the wilderness or there's this, what are we doing? What's happening? It's an invitation. It's a yell. So if you're in the middle of a yell moment, just maybe, just maybe, you're like me in the fact that sometimes we didn't hear the knock the imagination stopped flowing. Oh, see, that's what I needed to say right there. Your imagination, you no longer imagined. You used to imagine what it would be like if your relationship was a certain way, or you used to remember the endearing seasons, but now you don't think about God now. You're not thinking about what you would like your relationship with God would be, and you're not thinking, there's nothing I can do up here to, to make you want him at all. I'm boring the mess out of you. And I'm not even a boring preacher. You may not like the sermon, but you can't say it's boring. Right? Doesn't matter. There's no desire for something better in the future that's real. It's just, it's like, man, hello. Too cool for school. Well, there may be a yell coming up in the future. There may be a yell because all of a sudden, when a yell comes, oh boy. The Bible says in the same chapter, he tells that same church, he says, repent and have fervor. Say, I'm sorry, and get passionate. Number four, this is what he says. So he knocks, he yells, and then he says that I may dine with you And you with me. So he's saying, I'm at the door. I don't need milk. (laughs) You know, your neighbor comes to your house, knocks on the door because he wants uh, I need some, I need, yeah, can I borrow two eggs? No, what what the reason why, he says, I want to dine with you. So when he wants to dine with you, when somebody invites you out to eat, they want to get to know you. So the Lord is saying, I want, I want, I want you to talk to me. That's, that's what I want, I want you to talk to me. I want you to talk to me. I had to go to College Station on Tuesday and I decided that I wasn't gonna talk to anybody on the phone, I wasn't gonna listen to the radio all the way there. I'm just gonna talk to the Lord the whole time And there was about 10 times where I caught myself thinking about something else and stopped praying and I had to go back to praying again. But when I got out of the car, I just thought, man, I just spent an hour and a half with the Lord. He wants you to talk to him because he wants to get to know you. But what's so cool is that the verse says that I may dine with you and you with me that's like me saying hey do you want to go out to eat so i can get to know you and well shoot you can get to know me too i want to tell you things about me isn't that cool i want you to know what i'm all about this is this is what i want to do so the whole premise of this sermon, and Isaiah, you can come on up, is to say, hey, the next time you, start, you catch yourself wanting, wanting more of God, wanting to be closer to him, wishing that you prayed more, wishing, the next time you catch yourself wanting, that's actually the Lord knocking because he wants that same thing. I'm just recapping here. The next time you catch yourself remembering, that's the Lord saying, I miss those times as well. I miss those times. See, I didn't say that earlier, but I was supposed to say that for somebody in this room. I miss those times when you used to pray to me like that. I miss that. I miss it, and that's why I brought it to your remembrance, I'm knocking. And don't panic during the yell we just may not have heard the knock and it's all wrapped up and this is how he communicates he communicates in many other ways the Bible says that his voice is like many waters so he communicates a thousand ways but when you catch yourself imagining oh I wish it would be nice. That's the Lord saying. It. That's what I want to.